0: Love Jesus, in love with Jesus? What's the difference? Voice <laughs> 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 makes me hot. Alright, we're almost there.
1: All right. We are there. Hey everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles and Beer. This is episode one seventy six. Wow. Andy, how's it going? I got a hundred dollars in my pocket. Oh, okay. Uh, Zach? I'm supposed to say something heretical, I think. Okay. <laughs> Can I borrow some of that hundred dollars, Andy? No. And Scott, how you doing? Scott. Scott. Uh, Scott? 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 And I'm fantastic. Thanks, Scott. All right, boys.
2: Well, just, Jameson. We got hey! A, we got someone in the house. I looked it up. I couldn't remember what episode we had you and your friend Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. formerly of the... Well, Godspeed Podcast is still a thing of which you are a part, but Ryan... Formerly of, and uh, that was back in episode forty-eight in twenty seventeen. It's like fifty-five
1: months ago.
3: I can't what? believe that. I, if you would have asked me that, I would have. My guess would have been at the most two years. Oh wow!
1: And I think every couple of
2: years, somehow I, there would be like a reach out, like, "Oh, we should do something." And then you know, mm-hmm. time goes by, and time goes by, and then here we are. But you're here, and
1: I'm I'm glad you're here. You're alive, well, and you're in Portland. <laughs>
3: I'm in Portland. There's no squirrels in my room. Um, <laughs> you're gonna see me get progressively more sweaty because I had to turn the, squirrels, turn the squirrels off on my fan, but but I'm am okay with that. Portland's not usually known for being so hot.
2: You're getting <laughs> a, a nice little wave right now, huh? Uh,
3: off and on, we had our rec- like record-busting uh, day a few months back. It was 1:15, which shit. never, oh. obviously, never happens here. But it was brutal we don't have ac in my house
0: <laughs> wow oh wow yeah most yeah. M- most of the northwest doesn't have ac yeah why would you exactly it's, yeah it's not where
3: like it's remind there. me where you guys are again
2: southern california and uh-huh. uh rub it in yeah this <laughs> this weekend well we're gonna, from the nice part to can maybe to wrap up our hot weather talk um this week is going to be in the mid nineties for the next couple of days. So it's, it's a little warm down here too. We're ha- we're having the last
1: thrusts of summertime. I love that. It's you're like, it's going to be in the mid nineties At my house. It's what? 10, not even oh, 10 miles away. Gosh. It's about 70. Jeff's on the beach. We
0: get it. Jeff, <laughs>
1: I'm I'm on the other side of the freeway, the wrong yeah, side of the other crack, side of cracks. the tracks.
0: Well, this has been your weather moment. Thanks to bros, bottles and beer. This is timely. <laughs> Cause this will come out, you know, not exactly, uh, Live. The,
2: how's the weather where you are at, listener? Let us
0: know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James. So uh, these guys have t- talked to you, but I've never spoken yeah. to you before. And I know a little bit about you, but maybe our listeners don't. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. And uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. As Zach said the uh, Godspeed podcast is still going fairly. I keep, I keep wanting to say going strong, but it's going fairly strong. I put out a book in July called name dropping. And so the podcast has gone on the back burner a little bit. Um, as Ron Swanson would say, you should never half ask two things. You should whole ask one thing. So I thought
0: <laughs> I really
3: gotta, if, hey, if this is hey, a, you know, a thing I put a ton of work into, then I should pause some other things I'm doing and not try to do 20 things at once. Um, but yeah, I'm a music journalist uh, now author, which is weird to say. And usually I don't ever to say it. it sounds super pretentious to say you are a thing. Even if you are that thing, for some reason, I hate saying like I'm a podcaster, or I'm a writer or anything. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just, I sound like an ass if I say it. Yeah. Um, so I do all those things, all kind of in the music, journalism, entertainment world. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And I spoke to these guys four years ago. I thought it was two years ago and somebody's missing. I want to say there was a Jeff involved.
1: I'm a Jeff, but we're missing, ah. we're missing Scott Scooter Hulbert. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he, is he no longer?
3: Do we no, not speak he, to Scott anymore? No well, we try us. not
1: to speak to Scott too much. He keeps showing up. <laughs> he's he just could not make it tonight and emotionally, yeah, and physically. <laughs> Neuter me in this. Yeah, there, there we is. have him via
2: the soundboard. Neuter me in this. Anyway, so he's he work comes up for him from time to time, and he doesn't make it down. So he's got a little bit of a drive to get here. So we still know him and love him and we know he won't listen to this. So Scott, your theology sucks and uh, you're wrong about God. <laughs> yeah. God does love.
3: I will say because you guys, so if, if we were episode, would you say step 50 something, 55,
1: 48, the 48.
0: original one or today? <clears throat> no, no. no the, uh, original. The, well, so
3: the original one was 48. Yep. Uh, so when when ryan and i started godspeed there was four or five podcasts that i found like the same week that we started because i wanted to see who was doing something that we thought was going to be similar and you guys were one of them and so i'm so encouraged to see four years later that you're still doing it and you're still consistent because so many of those as you guys know just drop off you know within a few months or something so i love i love still getting updates on you guys and seeing like yeah like you stuck with it you know going strong
1: we're doing 40 years in the desert We're gonna get there someday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It it is funny that there there is that pattern of a podcast will start, you'll come across it somehow. They'll go strong for a minute, and then there is this moment where it's like a new girlfriend. You realize, oh, this takes a lot of work, and most of the podcasts just kind of go away. And uh, yeah, I've had moments where I've felt that way. Like, is this worth the work? Like right now, I'm not hustling for guests in the same way I was for a while. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, I'm allowing myself to just take my foot off the gas because I was in social media constantly for a while and it yeah. did help, but it was a lot. And I got had two young kids. Now they're a little bit older, but still youngish. And it's like, man, I'm just spending so much time, which I love doing, but I had to kind of give myself permission to, okay, let's just keep having good conversations. It's still fun doing the recording and occasionally we'll snag a guest. And uh, here you are. And I love it.
3: Yeah. And and, and Ryan, I think kind of went through the same thing where Ryan's got three kids now and to have a hobby that actually takes up a lot of your time. (laughs) If you want to kind of do it right and do it consistently is, is podcasting is not the one to choose. If you want to do it a lot (laughs) or yeah. Act like it's another job. Pretty much. It's, that's pretty tough.
0: Oh yeah. And that's why, right. Like it's something like six episodes is the average and then podcasts die. Yeah. Yeah. If you can make it past six, you've got a good chance.
3: I'm coming up on 200, which it should be way more than that. I, I ended up going back and kind of cutting out some episodes that didn't sound good and stuff. Uh, Not because of content or anything, but I, 200 guests, I should say we did. We used to do episodes. that was just us chatting, but I wanted to at least hit the 200 mark. And, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, getting to having an outlet to be able to say, Hey, famous person, will you come talk to us? Uh, giving that up seems really hard. If you have yeah. access to some of these people that are really interesting, you're yeah. like, I got to do something with that, with that access, you know?
2: Yeah. So what got you into, you You seem to have good networking skills. And one of the things you talk about in the book is just all what you're, I almost was snapping into the microphone. That's probably not good podcasting technique, <laughs> Um, but we'll edit that out. You're net, you talk about networking and like always networking and, just never burning a bridge, you know, just basically be nice. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to come around. And it seems like you've had a lot of things come around for you. Like how, how does that happen? When did that start? I guess.
3: Yeah. I yeah. think when did, nice? I yeah, when did you start being a, nice? Yeah. When you start being nice, I started being nice probably right after high school, which was the worst time to start. <laughs> you should start way before that. <laughs> <laughs> but i think
1: that reunions are bad I, think
3: I started going to shows and i and i started talking to bands and stuff uh before i had like a reason to as far as like work mm. or doing any sort of projects i i just had some sort of inclination towards like this is a world i want to be involved in and it's never going to hurt me to know like quote too many people and then eventually a lot of those connections came back when i did have a reason for them and it's funny because I, I reread that part of the book recently. Of, and I was like, man, I really hope I don't sound like, uh, you know, so talk to people cause you'll always get something out of it for yourself later. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as far as like any, any business stuff goes or working in the music industry, like it just, there were so many people that came back around or I was able to say, Hey, remember, remember a few years ago when we did this thing, I'm doing this other thing now. Can I, you know, have you as a guest? And so that I think that's more intoxicating almost than anything is that like I'm glad I made a good enough impression on you even in a short interaction years ago that today I can be like, Hey, do you remember this by chance? Uh, do you remember me? Like, can, can you do me a bigger favor now and how can I repay you for all the favors you've done for me? (laughs) I, I touch on Matt Griner and August Burns red actually for a whole section in the book, but I have, I have a physical copy. I have one physical copy of my book. Uh, it's, it's available now. This isn't just a plug. But
0: we'll plug it right now because I had
3: to buy my own one. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I
3: had to buy my own copy. I'm waiting on the ones that they send you. The publisher sends you, but I couldn't wait, so I I bought one copy myself, and I got to send it to Matt Griner from August Burns Red. Actually, give Um, us the uh, give us. I was talking with him recently.
1: Can you give us the full title of your your most recent book? There name dropping.
3: Oh man. Okay, it's like a Fallout Boy song title, though was a long one. It's uh, name dropping, seeking creative truth through trendy altruism and punk rock.
0: Nice. I like so how you dropped a name a when you of, gave that when you gave it. <laughs> you said Fallout Boy when you gave it. Uh, Fallout, Fallout Boy really loves this book, anyways. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, I, I have ten different tangents. I feel like I can go. On.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh oh. Uh oh, Jameson.
3: For the content. Uh
0: Uh-oh, did you lose me? We lost you for a second. We lost your video and your audio got a little fuzzy. Are you still there?
3: Uh Uh-oh. That's
0: all right. We can hear you now. I'm still here. You can hear me? Keep
3: going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's all fun. We'll clean all of this up.
3: My video might suck. I'm in a dark room anyway, so um, if you can hear you can still hear me good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're a Verizon commercial now. Keep it going. (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah. So I I can even say that part again. Um, Oh, I might have lost you. No,
0: We're you, good. You've got us. I'm going to kill video. It, I think we've got bandwidth issues somewhere. Yeah. So let's save them.
2: Yeah. Okay. So k- k- we'll soldier on and we've already seen your face and I'm going to forever remember <laughs> that. Oh, what are you drinking? That's a good uh, little segue. I heard you take a sip of that beer.
3: I was surprised you didn't ask me right off the bat. I, I thought it was straight
1: bourbon. Them. Just a whole pint of bourbon.
3: <laughs> it is a, uh, it's a Breakside. It's just a Breakside IPA that I like. And, uh, Where's Breakside I picked, from? I, uh, from here, from Okay, Portland. Portland. All right. I feel like if there's a Breakside option, I pretty that's pretty much like don't say anything else. I'll pretty much always get the Breakside.
2: Mm, we um, have that I started over here. getting it
3: at a trivia night, and the the one thing that sealed the deal, besides it just being a Breakside, was uh, the tagline on it says it tastes like vinyl sounds. I like it. I thought that was a really Solid. cool nerdy beer thing to to partake in. Well, uh, so, yeah, I don't remember what warm and uh, crackly. Thing was
0: What's that warm and crackly. Exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is the warmest beer ever. Mm.
3: I had I had such a hilarious thing going, but I have no idea, no idea what.
0: <laughs> OK, so what are you drinking, uh, Zach? I'll just do it real
2: quick. Brewery. Yes, please. This is from Brewery X. And I find if you're a couple beers in, the word brewery gets weird. But <laughs> brewery, Brewery yeah. X um, from Anaheim, California, local to us. And uh, this is Nelson X India Pale Ale. Nelson mm. is the name of a hop, and they're trying to do a pun of Malcolm X, I'm guessing, which is not. It, it's a stretch, but it's a delicious IPA as well.
1: Oh, that's I, fantastic. I literally have the stone delicious IPA. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a 7.7, 7, and I did not realize that, but I realized that now when I'm going to say and it's gluten reduced, whatever that means. I guess my joints won't be inflamed as much uh, after I drink it.
2: They put an enzyme in the beer that consumes the gluten, and they're technically not allowed to say gluten-free, but it's basically gluten-free.
3: There's, there's some decent gluten-free beer. I've had to explore that the last couple of years.
2: Oh yeah? Yeah, do you have some dietary things that cause you to to do that?
3: Uh yeah, I don't find I, I feel like I, I do good enough with the rest of my day, uh the rest of my week that beer doesn't usually bother me too much. Um but if that's if if I haven't done well and I want to have a beer, then I yeah, I get omission.
0: Okay. Is, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, not bad at all. Do they have a beer called Sins of?
1: They mm. should. <laughs> mm. I do like the omission. And you know what? <laughs> you say that it doesn't bother you. After three or four delicious IPAs, they start to bother me. Really? Like within 30 I minutes, they start to bother I'm me. I'm
3: not gluten-free. I'm gluten intolerant. And I don't suffer from it. I live with it.
1: Well, i just be drunk. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you tolerate your intolerance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> Jameson, you at the beginning, you mentioned that it felt you felt a little uncomfortable saying that you're an author, but, Mm -hmm. but when you mention that, I, in my mind, it doesn't feel like a huge jump. Music journalist, you write for a living. You're just kind of writing for a living in a different genre now by putting this into book form. What, what makes you feel uncomfortable about that?
3: Um, yeah. And you're totally right. All, all logic points to it being totally fine and a totally normal thing to say. Um, I think, like anything else, it's just easy to doubt yourself about a lot of stuff and, and say like, well, you know, it, I'm an author and Stephen King's an author, but are we the same? No. So I think there's... Because Stephen there's just King's some...
2: creepy and had more yeah. cocaine.
0: Well, give this podcast interview time. Maybe Jameson will get there. <laughs> that's the
3: main... Yeah, that's the main difference is my book isn't very creepy. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's just something about claiming something that's that something uh, claiming a title that you really admire and respect like Mm -hmm. author or um uh, yeah podcaster writer like any of those things feel like i respect those titles a lot and so when the self-doubt creeps in you're like well i'm not that Mm -hmm. like yeah i wrote a book but it's not that great or like it's not a bestseller so like i guess it's just it's all very self-deprecating and silly logistically yeah. but james james that, that would be why
1: uh, just a little comment um regarding this years ago um i someone asked me what i did and i said i'm just a teacher i'm, I'm a mm-hmm. sixth grade school teacher but they said um what wait what which is still true he's just a teacher <laughs> right. <laughs> right but there was something that I felt because maybe I was around a corporate person who, you know, made half a million dollars a year. And I'm like, well, I'm just a teacher. And, uh, you know, this might've been like 15 years ago or something like that. But it was the idea of, I I literally was handicapping myself. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, since then I haven't, because the person who told me that they, they, we're like, dude, you are a teacher. Like, you do amazing things. You know you do, don't you? And I'm like, y- yes. And they're like, well, then why are you selling yourself short? Like, that's an honorable mm-hmm. profession. And to be an author is honorable. To like sit down, people who have never authored a book have no idea the process that it takes. But I can imagine the, the weeks and months and, and years of just leading up to writing a book that you've done pretty amazing like the effort you put in and the editing is probably incredible so to to be an author is Mm -hmm. amazing so kudos to you author jameson ketchum
3: (laughs) and you're you're totally right like the logic is is all there i i remember reading someone uh a singer a singer from a band that i loved he said my grandfather would always say if you do a thing every every day you are that thing Mm. um you know it's just easy to let things boil down to like, why well, I don't get paid for this thing, you know, like, or I don't, even I don't get paid very well. Like, there's always dumb justifications you can make sure to not claim a thing. Yeah, But you're absolutely right.
2: I actually kind of applaud and I'm, uh, applaud you for just dropping a name without name dropping. You, you said, I know a singer from a band and you didn't actually say the name before you quoted their
0: story. And feel free to do that. Yeah, I was hoping you would ask. But it rhymes with hashing Funkins.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It rhymes with making tech
0: Monday. (laughs) So, okay. So you've written your first book, but let's rewind a little bit because can you talk a little... Well, first of all, tell us, you said the name of the book is uh, Name Dropping, Uh, read the subtitle. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I was, I was going to be so impressed if you remembered it uh, seeking creative truth through trendy altruism and punk rock
0: okay before we get into what it what it all means I, I am curious what took you from like zero to one what, what, describe when you went wait a second I think I might have an idea for a book and then to yeah I'm going to write a book to oh my gosh I'm writing a book to oh my gosh yeah. I wrote a book oh <laughs> uh,
3: yeah I think if, if it would have started off with like, Hey, I think I have an idea for a book let's get started. I don't think I ever would have done it. Mm. Like I'm this, this maybe goes back to what we were just talking about with kind of the, this, the self-deprecation stuff. But like, I'm so good at defeating myself at step one before I get to, or about step five before I even start step one.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and that's something like, I just, I try to remember that, that concept a lot and just be like, no, like just look at the thing in front of you. Don't think about, you know, next week next year whatever just knock that thing out that's today um so i i I didn't start with a book in mind at all i started with I, i feel like i have some funny stories from touring i feel like i have some funny stories from interviews i'm starting to forget a lot of them i used to journal so much and that's what saved me writing this book but when i journaled more especially on the road i would when i started doing it it would be like the most eloquent like today I woke up to a beautiful sunrise in nowhere, Missouri. (laughs) And then we did this and that devolves into like, woke up today, super tired. Don't want to be here going to a show tonight. Like just bullet points. Yeah. So after a while I had, so this is, you know, about three years back, three, four years back, I had this really bad boring desk job that during downtime, they were okay with you doing anything else. And I'm like, well, I'm, I am tied to a computer. Like A lot of people would just sit and read uh, The Hunger Games and Twilight and stuff. And I was like I, like, I have the internet in front of me. I have a Word document. Like I can produce something here. I can do something more than read Twilight.
0: And I've already read all the Twilights and Hunger Games. Yeah, it's in the bag.
3: Yeah, I read all those on a Monday through Tuesday. <laughs> I'm good to go. I can do something else. Wait, are you um, Team so Jacob I, or
2: Team Timothy started, or whoever the yeah, hell that you guy is?
3: Was
2: that sorry? Stupid Zoom delay. Dumb joke about what team you were on in the Twilight series. Proceed in oh, move uh, on. Definitely,
3: Edward. Okay, Edward.
2: Thank you. It wasn't. I mean, Timothy. he's
3: Batman now. Where's Where's Taylor Lautner, guys? Let me ask you that. That's Nowhere. a great
2: question. He's probably hanging out with squirrels, getting drunk. It's unknowable.
3: Unknowable is right. They They asked him to be in the Fast and Furious movies, and it didn't pan out. So that was his chance, and yeah, I, he's dead to me. <laughs> um, so I I started writing down stories because I legitimately was just like, I'm forgetting some of these. Uh, I would like to have them on paper, even, as, even if it's just for the people that were there. Or if I ever have kids one day, grandkids, whatever, like these might be something to keep around. Like, I know I would love to have, you know, written stories or tapes or audio, whatever from like my great-grandparents. I just thought this somebody along the line, down the line will enjoy this. And after a while I thought if, you know, could these be just like a series of blog posts? Could this be eventually that I got to, could this be a book? Is there enough of a connection between these stories to make this a book? And I've had several now, sorry. I've had one, one person who canceled a podcast on me the other day say there's not enough of a connection between the stories. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, so to that one person, there's not enough, but to me there was enough to make it a book. So. Here, here we are. It, d- it definitely did not start off with, Hey, let's write a book. I think I would have quit on, <laughs> you know, day six, just like a podcast.
2: Well, it is the, the book. It's interesting how you do it because there is some jumping around timeline wise, but if you keep go- the stories mm-hmm. in and of themselves are interesting. I mean, band life and going around with bands and knowing musicians is just ripe for storytelling And then, so even if there's jumping around, like if you, if you go through it and just stay with it, it, I I think it's compelling and it's a very entertaining read. So I don't have that opinion of whoever
0: that was that canceled. Okay. So then I I think we've skipped ahead. Maybe we should just give, (laughs) give us the recap. You gave us the title of the book, but like, what is, what is the book about and who is this book for? Yeah. What is Give us the uh, elevator pitch. Yeah.
3: It's going to be a long elevator pitch. Do it. Elevator got stuck.
2: It's a tall ass building.
3: Uh, no, but (laughs) the (laughs) the book is, I I keep saying the book is really for like, for one, any music fan that just wants to read, I hope some entertaining stories. And then for anyone that wants to get into the music industry too, there, there, there's no reason that I should have been sitting in front of some of the people that I got to sit in front of and, and some of my heroes in the entertainment industry in general, but I think, you know, like you were, we were saying earlier, networking and stuff was a big part of that. Um, kind of being a little bit fearless or maybe even dumb in some hmm. in some ways as far as pitching for people that maybe I shouldn't have had any business doing so. Uh, but through that, you know, even if you get to know it, you still made a new contact and you could still call on that person another time down the road. So... Uh, yeah, it's a tall building, but it's, it's, I, I keep saying it's for, it's for music fans and especially I think I'm 35. So to give you an idea of spending the last 12, 15 years in the kind of the work tour alternative scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're in love, if you're an adult now and you have kids and you can't go to shows as often, you know, these are stories about taking back Sunday, about Emery, Amber Lynn, August Burns Red. If you're in that camp at all, I think, uh, hopefully these stories are, are pretty funny and entertaining
2: yeah, and most of those bands would kind of fall under a uh, quote unquote Christian umbrella for better or worse, but some of them would appreciate that more than others. So what is there cross these labels are kind of weird, but they're there for a reason. Sure. Is it was a crossover? For you, it seems like most of your writing is like Christian band scene types things. Uh, was there a secular crossover? Why one side and not the other? Why not both? Or is it segmented for a reason?
3: Yeah, that was a thing. As As the story started to take shape and I realized this this could be and is going to be a book, I thought, should I err on the side of Christian bands? Should I go the other way? Because I've, I've worked so much in both. And I, I started out in, with Christian bands and more so in the Christian industry and then kind of, Moved on to other stuff and, and still kind of jump back here and there. So after a while, I thought, yeah, maybe it'd be smart to pick one over the other, but also that's not my story. Um, and there's, you know, nobody sticks with, I mean, I guess some people do, but I feel like most people discover around their age, discovered, you know, something like MXPX or the supertones when they're in junior high and they can trace back whatever, you know, say they're listening to Bring Me the Horizon today, they could make a chart if they want you to, to trace back to like some of these Christian bands. So, so many people that I'm still friends with now have similar stories of like, Oh yeah. Like at youth group, you know, I, I grew up across the country from you, but in youth group in 1999, I went in the CD closet, and got OC Supertones, And now I listen to this. And so after a while I thought there's enough similarities. Uh, there, there's a community of people that grew up exactly the same way I did. So I hope that that nostalgia is, is covered there rather than, feeling like it jumps around too much or you know just stick with christian or just stick with secular again these are these are terms that are uh i I think you guys know too very silly sounding today but are kind of like that's yeah it's like you know what i mean when i say yeah some of these terms are
0: you (laughs) a christian band i think it i think it was that
2: andy (laughs) i think it was like it's mostly the christian music fan that required something safe and like Okay, mm-hmm. you could you could have your version of Rage Against the Machine and you won't be offended by the content.
0: Is Switchfoot a Christian band? I don't even know yeah. anymore. They're so vague. If you
3: like if you like Rage Against the Machine, you'll love Switchfoot. Like, that was the equivalent <laughs> thing. That was how close they could get.
0: If you don't understand how music works and you like Rage Against Machine, then you'll probably be fooled into <laughs> thinking that Switchfoot's like them. Yep. If
3: you like the Mighty Mighty Boston's, there's probably trumpets in some band somewhere.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I did get a chance to actually read through some of it this morning, and it was really fun because you mentioned a bunch of bands that were, like, I, we were in the, Uh, I was around college age, late nineties. And so, uh, getting a chance, like that's sort of when the Christian music scene, at least the cool, uh, non Amy Grant version of the Christian music scene kind Mm -hmm. of exploded. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we were super excited being in college and like, uh, bands like bleach would come through or value pack would come through MXPX. Yeah. And uh, and we would, and it was still so small and so um, like uh, not hero driven. I guess I don't know the right word, but but mm-hmm. they weren't so famous that they that they that they would pass up going to Denny's with us afterwards. Like, I, yeah, I remember specifically going and seeing Pod open for the Insiders, mm-hmm. and which is so backwards if you like fast forward like six yeah. months <laughs> in that tour. All of a sudden, those guys are like monster millionaires uh but but i remember the uh the the insiders we were there for them and we got pod on the side and those dudes are uh they are intimidating looking like they were back then at least yeah and i remember after the show we're like hey insiders guys we we're just like a bunch of rude boys
1: and the, and we went the, hey
0: like, you guys want to go out to denny's afterwards they're like yeah let's go to denny's and uh, a couple of dudes from pod came over and they're like Hey, is it all right if we come along too? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. You, you guys can totally come if you want to. Please don't hurt us. <laughs> A little bit of pee comes out. Yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> you, you may. They, I, I'm always so.
3: Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm re getting into POD now because I was definitely into them when like fundamentals was out. I. That's how I discovered them. And that's how I discovered, I think, just that even Christian music could be like heavy, you know, hearing Southtown and being like, look at these guys. Like, and this is. Mom, you're okay with this? This is cool. Okay. Like, how cool is this?
0: Yeah. I'm on my way. That's so <laughs>
3: funny. Yeah. I I remember I had tickets to see. The, it would have been the first time I saw P.O.D. I was in ninth grade, and a friend and I bought tickets to see them, and the opening was Dogwood and PAX 217.
0: Oh, and perfect. I, loved,
3: yeah, I loved all those bands, and when my mom found out where the venue was in a really, really bad part of downtown Portland, she was like, sorry, you can't go.
2: Hey. Um, yeah you say PAX 217 now it's given me all the nostalgias um Mm -hmm. one of the guys lived in mission viejo and we went to one of their practices and we got i I was in this band that nobody would have heard of that's listening to this but for the listener mission viejo is
0: where zach lives now
2: it is actually (laughs) and i didn't at the time um but that band we got to play with them we got to open up for them in a show way back in the day this is probably before they got however big they were they weren't then i mean we were at their practice in their parents garage for god's sake so but it's just fun to hear these names and then reading the book finding out i don't remember which member of the band was but they helped start christiancannabis.com is that true
3: yeah Dave Tosti, the singer.
2: Okay. With Craig Gross from formerly of triple X church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just, I love these journeys and these reflections. It's so great.
3: Oh, I, yeah. And, and I talk about this, this idea of like full circle moments in the book too, but like running into Dave at a Rob Bell event when I was interviewing Rob. And then like, I've been texting with Josh Kemble from dogwood about being on his podcast and just stuff that, it makes total sense. If you just look at like a timeline of like, yeah, I've worked in music a long time and I can reach out to these bands and these bands aren't bands anymore. Like it's a normal guy that doesn't, Mm. you don't have to go through a publicist. That all makes sense. But I enjoy kind of thinking like that, uh, you know, yeah. When I was 13, 14, like I would listen to dogwood and Paxi 17 nonstop, like obsessed with. And so, yeah, I just love that idea of like, and now as a, as a full grown adult, you can just hit these guys up and, yeah, there are people that influenced me and, and a lot of people, but I just think that's so cool. And it's, it's not, I, I really can't stand the sort of jaded, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. That's just, that's just how the industry is. I, I really mm. would rather sort of revel in the like, no, this is weird. Like, and this is cool. Like be, be happy that you got to this point, you know? Yeah. So, so,
0: uh, being a music journalist, I imagine when you're starting out and you're doing this, there's gotta be some level of uh, trepidation or you know, you've gotta be kind of nervous, especially if it's someone that you know and you've you know if you're a fan of them, there's got like that extra level of pressure. Do do you outgrow that eventually?
3: Um if it's someone I know is that's that's my least favorite thing to do. Wait, what's interview somebody I know.
0: Oh, how come?
3: Um and not not because they suck or something um but because because <laughs> they the know worst. when I'm being them
0: yeah
2: maybe sometimes
3: yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes they suck like Ricky
2: sure. he's the worst
3: <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've asked Zach to be on my show and then I chicken out and say no you're gonna know that I'm I'm faking <laughs> it the whole time how dare you <laughs> that's why I asked for this to not be a video podcast <laughs> 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 no it's just uh I. And I could, I could name drop a handful of people that now when I sit down with them, I'm like, man, I'm like so stoked to be able to do this. And I'm so stoked that like we know each other, but once I hit record, it's hard not to be like, to turn it on like you Mm -hmm. normally do. And to be like, Oh, so I'm sitting here with so-and-so tell me about the new album.
2: Oh yeah. And I'm
3: just, I'm waiting for the day that someone's just like, come on,
2: what are you doing? Like, I know you you more than this. Why? What's with the inflection, bro?
3: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You had no energy right before this, and now you were so excited to see me. (laughs) Welcome to the
2: catch-up minute. We're here with Rob Bell.
0: So, do you get nervous for do you get nervous for these things anymore at all does that Does that happen to you? You does it all like you've seen it all, and now it's just easy, and and there's no more nerves or or even like sense of being awestruck by anybody you interview.
3: Yeah. I still find, and it's, I get nervous every time and it's, it's a good, excited, nervous. Some of it's just nerves over like any social interaction like, I'm going to say something stupid or stutter or stumble over my words or something. So some of it's like just normal as much as like, Oh, I got to go talk to the guy at the gas station. I'm going to end up saying something stupid uh, versus, you know, I'm going to try to name drop here. Let me think, or I'm going to go talk to MGK and say something stupid, which I, I definitely did. Um, Nice. So I get, I get, I get nervous every, every time. And with the pandemic, obviously it being, I haven't done an in-person interview. My last one before the pandemic was Burt McCracken and um, it was just so, it was such a good interview. And I like, obviously I didn't know what was coming in the next couple months. So I didn't even stay for the show. I was like, Oh, they're here all the time. I've seen the used a million times. I'll catch them next time. Whatever. Uh, and I definitely regret that, but I think, yeah, it's, it's just good nerves. I would say it's, it's really happy nerves. It's really like, I might say something stupid, but also who cares? Also, I can edit that out. Um, maybe it'll make me more memorable anyway. I don't know. Do you guys get nervous to talk to people
2: every time? Never. Every time there's butterflies, at least it's gotten better. Our, our very first, um, Guest we had via Skype was Mike McCarg, formerly Science Mike from oh, Science. I loved Science yeah. Mike. I loved Mike. <laughs> and it was right when Finding God in the Waves was coming out, um, and Zach was very nervous. I I was so nervous internally, but it just with a guy like Mike especially, but I think with most people, once you see their face and you start communicating. it's like the air comes out of that nerve balloon where it just slowly deflates and you're like, okay, this is a human being just pay attention to them. And this is going to be fine. It's- Zach
0: made sure to read all the science though before interviewing Science Mike, so he yeah. knew all the science.
2: I yeah, as a believer in science, I, I've invited yeah. science into my heart, and I asked Mike to be my science friend that night, and it was great. <laughs>
3: if, if you yeah, if you're if you earn the nickname Science Mike, you better learn all of science mm. before you talk to him. <laughs> you're like so, plants, Mike? Huh? Let's get into plant science.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny. I, this is gonna sound like uh. A slight dig, but now he's doing something called the Cozy Robot Show, which I haven't listened to. And I I appreciate, I totally Mm -hmm. appreciate his work. Mm -hmm. And it's been very helpful for me, actually, personally, with Faith D and reconstruction. Um, but on his bio for a while, it might still be there. I don't know. It says science expert because he's not a scientist and he admits to that, but he says science expert. He calls himself a science expert. Talk about owning it. He's owning it. He's an expert of science. That's a lot. But anyways, I think you were going to start to say something. That's my beef is over.
3: Oh, no. I mainly that uh, I, we had him on probably right around the same time. And I still have his book on my shelf. Same. I remember reading it and it, and being like, I'll probably, this is, I really, really love that book. And then I feel like he got, kind of like a lot of crap for the next couple years and I haven't kept it with him as much. I know could get this wrong. So please correct me. Did he come out as bi or something? That was his recent big news.
2: Ooh, wait, that, what? That's news to me. I know he, that's science.
3: Uh, well, now I'm going to sound, gonna oh, sound it's like okay. a real jerk, we'll,
2: but, Hey, don't worry. We'll yeah. edit everything out. Um, it just could be slander. <laughs> I don't, slander, I don't slander mind, that's I all. I mean,
3: but that I, I'm pretty sure that was, it was something to do with his sexuality. And I think that was it.
2: I, yeah, there, He's and he's very, been very vocal about his what he calls his disabilities, and you know, people mm-hmm. define those differently. Some people don't even like that word, but um, he he wears his feelings on his sleeve, and I think there's a place for that. I think some people can learn from that, and then uh, maybe mm-hmm. balance it out the other way too with other people. But maybe has by feelings. I do appreciate his work for sure. I don't want to yeah. totally feel like I'm shitting on him, but.
3: If- no, if I could, for some reason completely misremembered that, and I'm going to double check after this, then then probably yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. You
0: imagine. You know what? What's a little slander, <laughs> among I friends? I know that this is stuff. not slander. <laughs> it is slander if it's spoken I, and it's uh,
1: a. If he just, but it's if, not a negative.
2: But what if he outed him and he hasn't actually outed himself? Yeah. <laughs>
1: He posted it on Facebook, but only I saw it. So technically,
3: <laughs> I do a I have private a private question for, for you guys. I don't know if you want to get into nope, this. So, so. None of
1: us are by. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. No, go ahead. Sorry, Jameson. <laughs> Please go ahead. do it.
3: I I got on to science, Mike, I think maybe through, I, I'm sure it was probably bad Christian, but Pete Holmes also was a big, big fan of his. Who you actually um,
2: had on your podcast, which is a hell yeah. of a get. but continue.
3: Oh yeah. That, that was, I, I love that guy. Um, but I've had a few people turn me down, uh, as I was doing marketing and press for the book, uh, because of my, I can't even say like undying support or anything, but basically because I seem to be okay with Rob Bell.
1: Ooh. Yes.
3: So what are your, I, I mean, yeah. What do you, where, not like where do you fell with Rob Bell? But I mean, is that surprising to you? I, I told a friend the other day that, a a podcast canceled on me because partially because of that. And he was like, I can't believe people still talk like that. People they, still care. Or they think. didn't even
0: want to talk to you.
3: That's- uh, yeah, basically they said yes initially and then kind of had a few. And it was because you're
0: okay with Rob Bell, who yeah, was for, one of them for the
2: four people who don't know, he, he wrote a book called love wins, which was kind of the big one that came out. I've read several of his books and love wins was basically I'm, asking questions about like, what is the nature of hell? Like, is there a hell? Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like? Maybe God can in fact win in the end, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a really good question to explore no matter where you are in the faith spectrum. Yeah. And so I'm, I have zero problems with him. I do get a little frustrated. I'm not surprised anymore, but I get a little frustrated with the like, Oh, you talked to that person. There's a lot of this going on in, in the political realm like oh my gosh you're you're Joe Rogan you had this guest this guest this guest on that and these guests also talk to these other people therefore mm. you guys all agree with each other and you need to go to hell right you know that, that which doesn't exist in my opinion but we can get to that later um or <laughs> not uh, i can say that cuz scott's not here and he's it's not going to trigger him
1: <laughs> shut up Scott. Yeah. there it is <laughs> <laughs>
0: It took me so like seven tries to tap that. It's
2: all right. But I do like Ra- Rob that. Bell. And it reminds me, and it's a connection with Science Mike, uh, Michael Gunger mm-hmm. from the band Beautiful Things, or the band Gunger, Beautiful Things, uh, who's had his own journey. I remember how much shit he got when he wrote a blog post where he questioned the literal interpretation of creation, which now seems mm-hmm. so adorable that people freaked out about that. Because there's a ton, a huge Christian market for Christians who believe there's other ways to to view that. But at the time, it was just groundbreaking.
3: Yeah, I, I I think that's why. I mean, you know, who who knows what the future of where Rob Bell will go from here? But I think, and I talk about this in, in his chapter, it's just more that I admire someone just being okay with asking really tough questions and exploring them versus. I just feel like the critique of someone like him is always a little bit off. It's always kind of saying, well, he says this and he believes this and he's pushing this. And I'm like, I feel like it's just asking questions like the rest of us. And he does it in a really creative way. Like, isn't that, can't that be okay?
2: Yeah. He's a, he's a provoker. He's kind of a prophetic provoker type. And I, you know, I don't, it should go without saying, but I feel like these days you kind of have to caveat everything like, uh, I don't agree with everything this person says, which is true about Rob mm-hmm. Bell, but I, he's a great communicator. Right. He's a thought there provoker. Y'all. There it is, and uh, <laughs> and I just uh, yeah, I appreciate people like that. And it, you know, he's considered a heretic. Heresy is underrated, I think, and I don't I don't uh, want to promote heresy or heter- heterodox thinking, uh, just for the sake of it, but. The world doesn't hasn't gotten better because of orthopraxy to use a fancy word. It takes people mm-hmm. pushing the limits and s- sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're mistaken, sometimes it's dangerous, but the ball moves forward in life when you push the limits a little bit and you discover what's on the other side like, "Oh, this wasn't so scary after all. Let's keep exploring this."
3: Yeah, and I yeah, the so, the one I'm, I'm thinking of and, and there's been a few, but someone kind of saying like what, and that was, that was one of this person's main complaints was like, well, you talk about like this and that with Rob Bell and Rob Bell's a heretic. So, so therefore this, and I'm like, man, like you just said it, like it was such a fact. Yeah. Like that, that just makes me think why, yeah. Are you just, you're, you're saying you should uh, be swallowing everything. A guy like Rob or Mike says whole. And if so, then therefore they're this. And I'm like, can't, you can, you can like, just like with politicians, you can like some stuff that this president says and hate some other stuff that they like. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. I so. don't
0: like every song on the album. That's okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> therefore, yeah, therefore you hate the band. Yeah. I just hate sort of that, that, the whole, just like the, the absolute great, thinking. Definitely. So, um, I, I wouldn't fault anyone for saying like, Hey, I read your book and it doesn't, it just doesn't like fit with what my show does. Like, that's up to you. You're yeah. the king of your show. But, um, it's a very funny thing to be like. Well, you talk about this person, and this person is a heretic. This person is this, therefore, no. And it's like, wow, you you know that? Like you're you're dedicated to that seemingly fact. Like I don't know, that blows my mind.
2: How are we doing on time with you? Do you have a few more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Just want to be respectful. I Thank did you- have a question. It seems like in the music industry in the quote unquote Christian music industry, the uh, just in general, it seems like the going from I'm a Christian full on to, oh my gosh, I went on tour with a bunch of bands over the years and I've seen the world in a way I didn't know existed. And now I kind of don't know what I believe and I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic. It seems like it goes that way more than secular band tours the world. And oh my gosh, I'm on, I'm a Jesus freak now. DC talk all the way. (laughs) <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts about that? And more specifically with you, how it sounds like from the book, you are not in fact an atheist with all your travels. Um, how have you changed, but also how has there been kind of a maintenance of the faith you have now?
3: Yeah, that's, that. I've never heard it said before that way or maybe said out loud but you're right it never goes the other way it's always I saw more of the world or I, I met more people and now I'm farther away from God
0: I have a theory um, about this too when you're done
3: sad because yeah. I not to say like I'm the one person that went the other way but I think I just saw I think I just saw a different brand of Christianity or a different brand of faith um, and it just yeah I don't know that's such a good question I think
2: it's what I do I on prose, s- Bibles and beer.
3: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> there's I'm no, shut the, all of there's it. no shut the hell I up. Just, Zex, I feel
3: like I just saw so much goodness and so much love on the road and so much like hospitality that, uh, I, it's not like I left with, with like feeling like I was super close minded, but I just feel like I saw so much extra mm. good stuff coming from, from, you know, people that were willing to house, a band of seven people, you know, or a v- stinky van full of seven dudes that they just met that night because they, you know, saw the show and they're just like, ah, it's fine. You know, like you can, we, we stayed at a house in Kansas City who ended up becoming close friends of ours. But at the time uh, they were like, the parents were like, yeah, you know, like we're going to be really busy this day when you arrive, we won't be home, but our kids will be there. Um, so just, you know, they, they know you're coming and we get there and the kids are like preteens. And you wow, know, like 14 years old. And we're like, shouldn't like you, we barely met you several nights ago. <laughs> like we're, you know, like obviously we're trustworthy people, but like, they I, don't I, just, know I, don't know, I just saw this huge level of warmth and hospitality that just made me view it more, more seriously, I think. And just, and just, dwell on different aspects of it. I hope that's, I hope that's kind of what you're. Hey
0: kids, you, where's that? your dad? Keep the good booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We kidnap the kids. I mean, yeah. obviously, but yeah, it's hard to get good labor these days. So <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I thought about that often too. I like, I always had this phrase in my head that I, I called it the faith furnace. And I felt like any one of my friends who would go on tour or try to do music for a living, inevitably would uh stop being a christian and i think the common denominator that i always kept coming back to with them is they they chose to surround themselves with a lot of people who didn't believe in god and Mm -hmm. weren't interested in that and i think eventually it was hard it was hard to try like uh, combat you know that thinking when you're just surrounded by it all the time and eventually it just I think over time they don't realize that uh, that influence is uh, is tough to it's tough to start denying or it's tough to, to keep it from changing your own mind and things
3: yeah yeah I think looking back now a lot of years removed from it I think my faith was getting a little exhausting and and just in the way of like trying to figure out what i believed about each hot topic mm. so as as i met more people and as i feel like my mind was open to, to different types of people then it became more about loving everyone like that sounds really broad or cliche but like i a few years back i i was asked to perform a wedding and i had no desire to do so never thought about it ever um and i've done one since then uh i I, i've done one wedding total but it was two of my friends who were ladies and if you would have told me when i was 25 that that was something i would do i would have you know said oh i doubt it you know that's that's pretty strange so i think touring and just meeting different types of people and stuff just opened me up more so to um to i think just like a deeper love i guess and just a deeper acceptance of hey i i'm certainly not the one to make any judgment calls here. Um, I'll just you know I'll just be kind to as many people as I can and love as many people as I can, and I don't think God will ever be mad about that.
1: <laughs> well, I wish Scott was
2: here well, there is Uh-oh. i mean for people who care about the Bible and obviously you guys you get obviously you guys don't, but
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like no nope, no
2: nope, no nope. there no there is there is the call to like. My paraphrase, just slow down on the judgment. It's not your, it's not your job. Your job Mm -hmm. is to love, love God and love neighbor. And I know that's kind of vague and certain people really hate the vagueness of that. And there is an important conversation to get into the details of what that actually looks like. But I think too often we as Christians, uh, at least in America generally, are known more for what they're against than what they're for. And what they be, should be for is mm-hmm. is being uh, the agape love of Christ. It's fun to yeah. be a little bit judgy, though. And right? and unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: I'm yeah, super judgy of Christians that aren't I super loving. <laughs> yeah, I know there is that for sure. <laughs> I've I've been I, I've been that band he who's headlining <laughs> and the the opening band. I'm like, eh, they're not that good. <laughs> and <laughs> you're not wrong. They're not, uh, people. Well, are, they're, you know, they're not that into. Them. <laughs>
3: That's fair. That's not. Yeah, I you know don't it's not the love, same You don't thing. have to love somebody if they're bad at something.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something. I think,
1: well, but there's and so, that, that's just there's okay. something to the um loving people where they're at, and I've said this before on mm-hmm. other podcasts and to people where you you have a you have a you have a platform with that person. You have a you you're building a trust and whether whether they're messing things up or they're you know sinning biblically or whatever it might be whatever the case might be you keep the connection with that person and so you can speak into their life mm-hmm. if you don't do that you you have your um you can the, love on them. The, the, the bridge, the bridge, yeah. lean that, in. The bridge that you um, <laughs> could have with them will never exist if you're not willing to just go with them in their life, um, regardless. If you're like, "Oh, they're 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 not doing the right thing biblically," it, it has nothing to do with that. Right. And I know Scott would call me on that, but I think he's wrong. <laughs> Scott, you're wrong. Okay. Ah,
3: uh, wish Scott was here. Shut up, I Scott. Just, uh...
1: <laughs> and that's, and that's I guess, in regards I, so, to you doing a marriage with two women. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's just like we're going to go down this path, and 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 this is
0: going to be amazing, and you go with it. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe uh, it wasn't amazing, Jeff. You don't know. You're making assumptions <laughs> there. Let's let him tell us. Was it amazing? I don't even know it what was, that means. It was
3: it was so amazing, and not not only that, there was there was an element to the whole story of this where one of the families didn't
1: want to be there.
0: Ooh, uh, where
3: it was, yeah, where it was kind of the
1: that was typical me. that was me. <laughs> no, I didn't go. I yeah. didn't go. My sister did I, the I, same I was thing. I didn't for go. You. Yeah.
3: Oh really? Yep. Yeah, for nope. sure.
1: We've talked a little bit about yep. this, but... but go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Okay, I opened up a can there.
1: No, um, that's good. Good stuff.
3: No, where, 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 yeah, it was the, the friends of the two that I, I kind of grew up with and was closest to her, her family didn't want to come. And, um, it was just a thing where as, as I'm watching one of my best friends walk up the aisle to her wife, I'm like, like, it's, there's no way that God's not like, so stoked right now. Like everyone's mm. everyone's all her friends and are here. They're all happy and supportive. Like there's so much love happening right now. There's no way that God's like, yeah, but too bad. It's two ladies. Like, (laughs) there's just no way. I just felt like there's no way that's happening. And, and also again, I'm not, I'm not God. So I don't, I don't know what he's, what he's thinking or feeling, but I just thought this is a really great moment. And uh, I, all I can do as a normal human being is like be supportive to, to these two people that I know. That's all, that's all I have the power to
0: do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jameson, let's go back to the music thing. So I've had a Mm -hmm. bunch of friends who've, who have toured all over as well. I've played in bands forever. Zach's played in bands forever. I'm sure you're familiar with the South Park episode of Faith Plus
3: One. (laughs) Oh, one of my favorites. And,
0: and one of my good buddies who was a drummer for years in lots of these bands, he, we watched that. Together when it first came out and he just he looked at it and his face was serious the whole time. He just goes, <laughs> This this is real. This whole thing is real. Uh, <laughs> is that where yeah.
1: Cartman's wearing a headband? Is Cartman wearing a headband? Uh, when he's, like, I the don't know.
0: he's wearing like a suit yeah. and like a crucifix and stuff. <laughs> love Jesus. In love with Jesus? What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he, he he was just like, dude this is more accurate <laughs> than, anybody, yeah, you admit. than anybody wants to, Oh yeah, anybody wants to admit. Um, but, but what, why don't you share, can you share just a fun story from the road, something that sticks out to you? And maybe it was in the book, maybe, or maybe it was something that didn't even make the book, but um, you know, being, having a chance of, of being able to do this for so many years, there's gotta be some good fun ones that I know you've got them in the book, but would you be willing to share one of them?
3: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of, A couple things I I will say just because it made me think of this. I I think I put this in the don't
1: worry about relating it to South Park, just go ahead. (laughs)
3: Let me try to
0: try to, yeah, yeah, figure out how to be praying before you're playing (laughs) (laughs) King King of the Hill. I don't know, do you guys watch King of the Hill at all? Yeah, Yeah.
3: there's a there's one where Bobby goes to starts going to church and it's like a skate church. Uh, but I recommend that to anyone who's who's laughing at these (laughs) comparisons. Um yeah the pastor has dreads and tattoos and of course Hank is is not about it Um, well there's a couple things it it made me think of one thing I I think I tell in the book but I I was I I did publicity for a while and still do it here and there I I, uh, will still hit up Emory from time to time and work with them but I was starting out in publicity and sort of uh, hitting up different okay so are you guys familiar with come and live
0: no I'm not
3: Oh, so you, you guys had, I, a long time ago, I set up Chad Johnson on your show. Oh,
0: come and
2: live. I misheard you. Yes. We had him on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So when come and live was sort of, was sort of getting moving, um, I was getting to know a lot of the bands that were associated with them and I did press for a few of their bands. I did, uh, publicity work. So I would hit up a few different ones, sort of give them a pitch and see if we could work together. And, and one of them, uh, we went back and forth for maybe like a week talking about, you know, here's, here's when our next album's coming out. Uh, here's how we want marketing to go, blah, 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 back and forth, all these details. And so finally I said, okay, well, here's, here's my rates. Here's here's for what we're talking about. Here's what I would charge you. And (laughs) I wonder if I still have the email somewhere, but there, the response was like one line. It said, charging us, oh, I thought you were doing this for the kingdom. Oh, never mind. Oh, Oh, man. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, That just still, and I think I even, everyone I've ever shared that with was just like, just such a facepalm of like, just not, yeah. Not for not only not getting it, not only just thinking for a week, oh, this person's just going to do some free work for us. Uh, but using that line, like, Oh, I thought you were just doing this for like such a guilt trip, dude. I, I thought I, you were doing this for God. I didn't know you needed money. How dare you?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, you might be in a non nonprofit, but I am in a for profit personally. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: sorry. I have, I have bills that God won't take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's sorry. That just, that just reminded me of no, that. No,
2: that's good. Um, I-
3: Yeah. That that might do well.
0: <laughs> that one, I mean, that wasn't as fun as I was expecting, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, there's some good ones in the I book. I can't tell you the
3: fun ones. You gotta you gotta, you gotta buy get the, the book plug. for the fun ones.
0: Ah, oh, that's good. All right, I'm That's not, fair. I'm not giving the book away for the kingdom. Sorry. Unless there is one story that you're like, <laughs> all right, this one didn't get clearance because sh- I'm sure sh- you probably had to get clearance for a lot of this stuff, right?
3: Um. Well, that is a great question because I. I didn't know going into this. Yeah. I thought, okay, if I'm going to be name dropping (laughs) all these people do, do I need permission? Like how does, yeah. How does that work? And I also sort of knew early on, like, I was like, I don't want, I don't want this to be like a bunch of negativity either. I don't want to tell bad stories. I also don't want to lie. So there's a couple like more negative stories in there, but then I don't say who it is (laughs) as much. Yeah. Um, so there was a story that I had to remove from the book and it, it, the, the original story was funny. I thought funny enough and I thought it was sort of showing how, how like green I was at, at the time. Like it was when I was kind of just starting out. So it was more, more of an example of like, Hey, when I started out, I made this mistake and then it turned into this and it was this big name and he was, and he was kind of weird about it. And the best part was really, I hadn't thought about it in for probably 10 years. And I was like, Oh, I want to include this in the book. It's kind of funny. This, this, this band is still around, still relevant. And so I sent it off because I was unsure of how the person came off. I sent it off to his, his new publicist and the publicist was like, uh, he goes, well, I wasn't working with him at the time, but just offhand, here's, here are my thoughts. I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, he's like, also, I sent it off to the guy, uh, and here's his thoughts. And then it was like three pages. It was like, here's why this is, I don't want this in here. You're really borderline, uh, borderline. We're going to have a problem here. And I still have the emails from almost 15 years ago. (laughs) Like he really laid out his case for why it shouldn't be in there. So,
0: wow. It's
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I, 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 I told a friend cause I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was, I was just really surprised. I was like, it's just funny that the story that originally happened, the personality that came out from this person, I thought was very odd and kind of funny, just like in a yeah. to me, funny to me. And like a man, this guy's kind of being a wimp about this. And then 10-plus years later, I'm like, hey, can I tell this story when this funny thing happened? And his demeanor was the exact same. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm now the president of the United I really States. Want to put this, I can't do Maybe that. I should just put it in and not say his
0: name. But Just tell the story about how you got drunk and fell out of your car. What's the problem? <laughs>
3: it, it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even close to that. Oh, so wow. Everyone poops their It pants. makes it all the funnier that it was <laughs> seemingly so minor. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. At the same time, I I just thought, well, I'm not here to piss anyone off. I'm not here to yeah. tell a story that's like just going to make someone look bad for the sake of looking bad. He clearly didn't see that I was trying to make myself look bad and <laughs> and show that and show that you know, obviously early on, I didn't always know what I was doing. But I'll tell you off air if you want. Also, just just to like, tantalize the listeners. Oh, yeah.
0: Ooh, yes, we're
2: in a secret club that you're not a part of, listener. That's <laughs> <I was> right. <laughs> Sorry. <it was> exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, so do you have, as we'll, we'll sort of land this thing, uh, I want to keep going, but we everyone's got deadlines and people have families, um, but what's next for you? Do you have an, another book? Is it continuing your your writing for various people? I know you work with Bad Christian too, but the Bad Christian Connection is interesting because I it was around the same time that Godspeed Podcast started, we started, and I discovered Bad Christian podcast, and in turn d- discovered a lot of music that I didn't didn't wasn't aware of, and uh, that connection has been kind of fun. But what's what's next for you, um, book wise? Is there another project you're working on, or book, or whatever?
3: Yeah, I, I keep saying that I keep thinking like, how cool would it be to release a book in each genre? So name name dropping is is my second book. Technically, I I released a shorter. Uh, fiction, sort of a draw. I don't even know what to call it. Just a, a fictional novel. Um, so I, I would like to do that again. I I have started several books or several projects that are just sort of the the main one I want to focus on is a comedy, and I don't know if it can. I don't know if you can write a novel that's purely comedic. Comedy it's writing it's funny is hard, to me, man. But I can hear the voices. So I I that's that's the thing I would like to get out of my head and, and off my plate next, but. You know, as, as COVID hopefully comes to an end or, you know, slows down, hopefully I can do in-person interviews again and maybe I'll have more stories. But it's weird to think that for the past two years, I've just been like devoid of experiences. I mean, I've, I've kept the podcast going. I've, you know, I still do reviews and stuff, but I don't feel like I have anything that would... Nothing's happened in the last two years that would make it into a book like this. So I, I don't know. I, well, I hope so. you know,
0: Zach kind of did the, he did the version of, uh, when a couple gets, as soon as a couple gets married, the mom comes up and is like, when are you going to have babies? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He just put the book out. Yeah. <laughs> One of your is kids that- going to college. Yeah. <laughs> <way>. yeah. <laughs> I want but more I, I like that, grandkids. I, did, Come I on. don't
3: even mind that because I... I finished this book roughly. <laughs> very I mean, besides editing and stuff, I mean, I really finished this book almost three years ago, and, and COVID obviously took its toll. So, I had started writing a new thing pretty early on. So, I would, I would, ideally, I honestly would have been done with the next thing by the time this book physically came out. But
0: well, we're ready know. to be the grandfathers of your next book, <laughs> For whatever that Gosh. means. <laughs>
3: I've already, yeah, I've already named you godfather.
0: <laughs> God grandfathers. Oh. How does that even work? I don't know. But I,
2: I love doing that math.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate you guys so much. Not, not only for this, but like I said, that, that you've been going this long. I, it's certainly admirable that you've been admirable. Oof.
0: That uh, you it's guys like, have been consistent, well, delicious Portland beer—it's so awesome. Yeah, you can't—you can't be judged. It's, that's you, what's happening. You didn't say that you were a professional talker. You said you're a professional writer. So anything that you say, yeah. we can't judge you. I, by I, it. Yeah.
3: I wouldn't say either one of those. But
0: yeah. <laughs> say, it, well,
2: maybe you should. <laughs> Come on, have some confidence in the things you've achieved, like you tell yourself in the book.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm telling people things that I don't believe myself. I
0: think. Oh, that's... we all do that. That's for sure. Well, Jameson, uh, it's been awesome talking <laughs> with you. Uh, we want to make sure that if uh, our listeners uh, want to get a chance to get in touch with you, how do they reach hold, out? Hold on. Oh, oh.
2: Ho- hold on. I oh, went too hold fast. Hold on. hold on. Slow down. We, we are landing this, believe it or not, but <laughs> I, I got to ask the question we ask people where um, I ask people at the end of the show. Sometimes. Oh, yes. Uh, you're walking into the gates of the new Jerusalem. You get a walk in music to walk into. That's a lot of walk in, but who is walking in with you? Like your hype person living or dead and who is your who's playing your walking music living or dead
0: wait what's your song is what you're saying yeah yeah what song are you going to do thank you <laughs> uh, what, a, one.
3: what a great question uh my song is uptown girl i think
0: billy joel wait,
1: what <laughs> yes Shut up.
3: i don't drop his name i gotta give him props somewhere i gotta <laughs> hopefully this will boost his uh boost his numbers
0: something <laughs> wait a minute where'd that come from like, you got to explain Uptown Girl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not the song, what an it means. It's awesome song? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I need you to explain what the
3: song means. I need you to explain why that's your song. It's a banger. That's why. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
0: that's fair enough. Wait,
2: do we miss who's who's walking in with you oh, yeah. on your arm?
3: Oh, uh, the, hype, the hype man would... Uh, R.I.P. It's got to be Norm McDonald. I think. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. not to bring the mood down. I've, yeah. just, I've been so... Immersed in Norm stuff for the, yeah. since his passing. Turn he's such a big fan of his. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's it's me. can you imagine w- walking into heaven? And he's like, yeah, yeah hey, yeah, yeah. Man, just go through those gates right there. I just, <laughs> I
2: want to hear him say the words "crack whore" like in heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> mean,
3: <laughs> Box office poison. That's what I want to hear. Him say. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Turn uh, Ferguson.
0: May he rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> uh well thanks for joining us man okay so now now is it okay am i cleared <laughs> you, have, you uh, have permission clearance clarence permission to land all right so where, where can our listeners get a hold of you Where can they find out about you the socials and the websites and the and the purchasing of the books
3: that was a that was a real Cosby impression there. And the purchasing of the book. <laughs> it puts the oh, pudding like, well, so on glad the book. We got that.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Otherwise, I just sound like a Cosby sympathizer.
1: It been, puts the um, pill
2: in
0: the book and it drinks the I, book down.
3: I got rid of my my website stupidly uh, <laughs> about six months before the book came out because I thought it was just not going to happen. Oh. So my, my hub for everything uh, I'm going to regret those years from now. My hub for everything is Instagram which oh. is name dropping book. Okay. So that's, that's yeah. Where to certainly where to get a hold of me. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's name dropping by Jameson Ketchum it's available on Amazon's now available as a physical book. I know some people still don't like to read on their screen, which I'm on board with as well. All right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad it's been too long and hopefully we don't make this another four years or whatever, but yeah. I appreciate you. And I, you know, especially talking to you back when we did, I appreciate what you guys are doing and we're doing well, you and Ryan at the time I want to, I feel like I need to recognize Ryan cause he was a, a big oh, yeah. part of Godspeed and you guys are still in touch. I'm assuming, but I appreciated oh, both of yeah. you guys. So in fact,
3: we're, him and I are going to a Rob Bell event later this month. So. Nice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> Is that
2: in, yeah, you got full circles everywhere. Is that in Portland? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's doing like a little mini West coast tour. I think for, um, everything is spiritual for his last book.
0: Heretic Haven 2021. Yeah,
3: that's right. (laughs) Heretic Harry.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, uh, thank you guys. And, uh, I, you know, I guess this will be on your stream too. So any Godspeed Mm -hmm. people out there, you know, give us a shot. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell us why you love Scott. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Tell us, Yeah, I'll take over as host here. Who are we talking to? Who are you guys? What do you do? Hey, can I play (laughs) Scott's
1: walk in music? Is that okay?
3: Please. Leave
2: me,
1: Jesus. Couldn't stand to see you go. I promise
0: I'll be good to you. Keep you warm at night. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why don't we just shut off the light? (laughs) Oh that's, that's just one of the, like, uh, depending
3: on depending on what age or where you're at when you hear that. Oh I I remember thinking, man, if I would have heard this when I was like fifteen or sixteen, I've been like, oh no, like this is- <laughs> the outro song
0: on that episode, Body of Christ. Uh,
3: oh, that gets stuck in my
0: head so bad. Oh my god. Uh, we'll put this on the fade out. <laughs> Please. I in my bad. head every, oh, like, every time body. I
3: show someone that
0: episode. It's so bad. Oh, um, yeah, man. And yeah. watch
3: that. If you haven't seen that, King of the Hill, it's, it's fantastic. Right.
0: Well, uh, podcast listener if you want to get in in touch with us we're uh at bros bibles beer on all the socials and you can email us bros bibles beer at gmail.com and if you'd like to leave us a voicemail anchor.fm slash bbb pod and we promise we'll play your voicemail on the next episode as soon as you leave it yeah it could be yes. fart noises we'll play it yeah we, we won't not play it yeah we, we promise you
3: guys love farts thank you for coming to the <laughs> godspeed podcast That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so
2: much, Jameson. All right, man. Good talking to you.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. Later. Yeah.